since the morning you moved in. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Yes, I'm feeling like a million since I got you. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Mike Rayleigh here. Brother Rufus is uh, with us. Gerald Adams is uh, is here, former uh, gardener to the governor, and uh, now gardener to the Centennial Campus. To the chancellor. <laughs> to the chancellor. Yeah. That's right. How's the chancellor doing? Is doing okay? good. Doing good. You know, is he still the boss over there? He's still the boss. He he's must really it. like it. He's he's been in there a good while. He has, a, and you know, this is uh, a little. It's not hard for me to say. I'm I'm glad to say it. And there's no being a, a Carolina man like Rufus and myself are. Uh, I I don't know how anybody can say that he hadn't done a fantastic job at NC State. I mean, his, his state was that was whoever made the decision on that hire when they brought him in. That was one of them you pat yourself on the back for for a long time to come because just all the stuff that he has done and then how the universities had to deal with the COVID, you know that that's not a something you plan for. <laughs> you uh, have to deal with it on the fly. But I, I, you'll be hard pressed. I was just this week in the new plant sciences building. Uh, it was doing a little tour for us that's just opened up, and that is unbelievable state of the art that building and the research in there that's going to go into essentially all kinds of food production that will be used all over the world. The mm-hmm. stuff that will be, you know, developed and found right there in that building, you know, it just it's just really kind of makes you step back and go, wow. They, uh, yeah, for folks who uh, see North Carolina State's campus that is, you know, had some buildings added uh, here and there over the years, but it's pretty much, is really much the same as when I went to school there in the 70s well then <laughs> go go a little ways over and you got the centennial Cro- campus. cross western boulevard Ooh. and you you've come to a, a a whole nother world and this stuff is going up i mean right and left the new fitzwillard people don't realize now with the exception of nuclear engineering because it was going to be too difficult and costly to move the nuclear reactor. Yeah, still on main campus. Every one of the engineering classes but the nuclear ones are on Centennial campus now. Yeah. There are four huge buildings on Centennial with the Fitzwillard building being the most recent one that opened up about two years yeah. ago. Uh, and they are right and left. We've told that right beside plant sciences they'll be starting on construction before the year's over with. Where we have our shop at, we've been told we're being evicted. Oh, no. Uh, and we're within eight months are supposed to be moving to another location because they're ready to that land to start developing on. So it's just, you know, every you, you can't hardly keep up with it. Uh, and the more the more they build over there, the less kudzu there is in that area. Well, <clears throat> ironically, we brought in a company for the last month that has been spraying kudzu. 
Uh, so, <laughs> the kudzu, I, I can hear the laughter from the kudzu. Well, they some of it's not laughing because there's oh, okay. a whole. If you ride through, uh, go down Main Campus or Centennial Parkway, and you look out and see brown, don't be alarmed. Clap a little bit because uh, that's dead kudzu. Dead kudzu. You're, you're looking at. I saw that, and that that's what there it is. used to be a lot over there, but uh, it's, uh, it's it's unbelievable how quickly. Uh, Wish I figured about the wisteria in my bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh well it, it's a magnificent place over there and you should uh, visit the hunt library for instance what uh, an unusual and, building that and is. i have a surprise for you <clears throat> if you go to hunt library so we took the area at the end of hunt and we made a mini sunflower field we went a little different route than the city of raleigh over <clears throat> at dicks theirs are pretty much in full bloom now we planted some giant sunflowers, uh, some of the mammoth gray stripe, which get 10 foot tall. And they just started to bloom this past week, but they are probably another all oh, 10 days or so from being uh, being wide open blooming. It just takes, because you know, it's such a huge plant. So we planted that all off uh, at the end of Hunt, Briar, Hunt Library that overlooks the little what we call our outdoor area where they've you know have concerts and show movies and all sometimes so we want uh if all it goes well and that's went fairly well this year for an area that never had anything planted in it uh we'll we'll change up and do something different next year so that was kind of a little experiment for us to uh, we think it's going to be pretty good this year well i hope i hope they leave some some green area for you well there's still plenty of green area out there and and we're doing more things like we will leave these sunflowers up because this is a variety that produces a lot of seeds so it'll be a habitat for birds to come yeah. in and they'll have a they're gonna ha- they're gonna have a lot of sunflower heads to eat seed off of so we're, we're trying to we've got some other things going on around that but yeah we have still got well centennial campus is a thousand acres and the golf course takes up about 200 of that. So that's still 800 acres uh, and you to, haven't work, been to work a, with. <laughs> you haven't been able to figure out how to associate yourself with the golf course and, and management. Well, I'm a little scared, too, because that's a, that's a whole lot to manage and look mm-hmm. after. I, that's a place I like to visit, play, and go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I understand uh, that. I, I'll, stay, I'll stay away from that. Oh, okay. All right. 919-860-9783. Sweet Miss Monica is with us from the State Farmers Market. Hey, Monica. Good morning. How'd Pete's Day go? It went well. We had a great turnout, gave away lots of free peach ice cream, and uh, we had our peach queen visiting with us. We had Miss Priscilla the Peach, who's kind of the Peach um, Association mascot, um, with us. And uh, we just had a lot of a lot of fun that day promoting North Carolina peaches, letting everybody know just how good they are. Rufus, did you miss uh, Priscilla I, I the miss, Peach? I, I miss Priscilla the Peach, but I sure have been eating a lot of those wonderful peaches, Monica. Yeah, they have been delicious. They really have, and um, there's a great selection here, and great time if you're looking to freeze or can or maybe just make a batch of homemade peach ice cream it's a great time to do so because we're definitely right in the middle of our i'd say the peak of our peach season now last saturday melissa and i went we've bought a bunch of peaches from the farmer's market but melissa's cousins are the mcleods down in south carolina and i i uh I, you just never seen so many peach trees in your life four thousand acres of peach trees and vegetables down there in MacBee, and uh, we went down and got boxes boxes and boxes of of peaches my house smells like peach 
So mm, you're no. saying I, for me not to tell my wife them South Carolina peaches you gave me a while ago, I'll tell a small field and say, well, you can. They're not, Carolina peaches. Oh, they are. They are. They are Carolina peaches. But uh, gosh, we're we're so lucky. Uh, the Sand Hills in North and South Carolina grow some magnificent fruit. We definitely they do. Are. They all do a great job. And if you run into uh, the Kerry Mac variety, that's uh, one that they develop down there. Yes, and that's one that I'm not sure if there's still any here right now, but that is one that's been one of the more recent ones that's been around. Oh, good. Good. Hey, they're all good. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had truly had a bad peach. I know there's some that's better than others, but I don't know that I've ever truly had a really bad one, you know? Yeah. We found some. Uh, they bought some that were. Uh, jumbo they were jumbo something but they, gosh they were the best just just firm enough and lots <clears> of flavor <throat> not too sweet oh they were wonderful i like to eat a peach whole just like eating an apple that, Pe- tickle, that tickles my all. lips peeling <laughs> it like, all i don't oh, like yes. doing that makes makes me itch tickles my lips so you like that, huh? Well, go ahead and well. You, yeah, did you bring yeah. the peaches in? Or? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not going to demonstrate that here because you don't have enough uh, tissue paper here to <laughs> wipe up the mess I'll make. It can be messy. Uh, I'm Monica. I'm sorry you're not in here. Rufus brought a. He had several birthday cakes this week. Oh wow! And one of them is a, a chocolate orange marmalade. It's a bourbon chocolate. Right, bourbon chocolate orange marmalade something, but it, it looks very chocolate. I haven't eaten any yet. But well, Gerald passed on it. I, 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 he's good. He seemed my slice is gone. This yeah, and uh, we we've, we've been handing it out here. I'm sorry you're not here, Monica. That's okay. Um, I'm sorry that I missed Rufus's birthday. So happy birthday to Rufus. Yeah. So Monica, I'm, I saw your email a little late this weekend, and of course I'm here on the show and they couldn't have come participate. But tell us about this other little stuff you've got going on. Yes, well we, <clears throat> excuse me, we have come up with um, kind of a pop up event, I guess you would call it. <clears throat> and I have still been babbling about laryngitis from a few weeks ago. It goes and comes on me. So well, that's all right. You're fine. I, I got a little myself this for my voice. So uh, what's going on out there? You got, you got. Uh, so you still have some Kerry Max. So you got any windblow peaches? We do. The windblows have been here for the past, um, I guess, week or so. They've been in. And, you know, they're one of those things. They come and they go just as quick as they came. Right. So um, come and get those while you're here. And you know, the windblow is just really one of those first true freestone peaches. And there's several other varieties that follow that. And um, so still just a great selection of the peaches here and um gerald was mentioning i was trying to start talking about the taste of summer event that we're doing it's a little pop-up event um we did kind of a trial error with it on the fourth um, of july weekend and it seemed to be successful so we decided to continue it as a little event series for the rest of july and um, every weekend um including this weekend and then through the end of july we're going to be having um, some special guest vendors a uh, little bit of live music um, throughout the weekend, different times, and some face painting and just more, just some different vendors that typically aren't here on a regular basis in addition to all of our regular vendors. So be sure to stop by, check those guys out, and see what they have. Most of them are setting up on the grass area on the other side of the farmer's building there between the, um, kind of in front of the seafood restaurant, 
and there's a little cut-through street there between the market shops and the uh, seafood restaurant that we'll be having some setting up in there also from time to time. So something different, something fun, gives some more of our wonderful local vendors an opportunity to be here. Well, I'll tell you, uh, that uh, the Dick's property, as that gets cranked up, and, and the farmer's market, wow, that's going to be the center of the universe at <laughs> some point. Got a lot going on in this little area over here. Yeah. Sure do. And, um, well, that's right beside the Centennial too. Campus, too, so golly. I didn't receive an invitation, Monica, to sing at that event you've got. <laughs> he does sing, you know. Well, you, we know we can get you out here. No, no problem. Baby. Do you need accompaniment? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You, you need you backup singers? Shades of 1984 <laughs> when I sang my way out of the governor's office. You can get him on schedule. You got your own speakers and microphone and everything ready to go? <laughs> Let's just let. Well, he can get he can get Big John. Oh Big yes, John, Big John will sing back up. There you go. You just let us know when, and we'll get you on the schedule. How about that? You can sing at a farmer's market restaurant <laughs> while people are eating. Oh, what a mess that would be! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh me. Well, have we finished with the uh, farmer sheds? Well, I think we talked about peaches. didn't get much further, but right. um, we do have watermelons, of course, still coming in. Um, great time for those right now. Cantaloupe, sweet corn. We have butter beans and peas, squash, tomatoes, cucumbers, eggplants, peppers. Uh, the list really just goes on and on um, with all the summer vegetables that are coming in right now. And um, as I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to can or freeze, now is a wonderful time to do so because we... Or pretty much at the peak season of our summer um, crop with tomatoes, um, a lot of canning tomatoes here now. Uh, we also have sweet corn. They're selling it already shucked or in the shuck. You can buy as little. You can buy one ear or you can buy 60. You know, they have the big bags that usually have about 60 ears in it that they're selling there a little bit more in bulk. And uh, just a great selection of fruits and vegetables available right now. We do still have blackberries and blueberries also. Every kind of pepper and eggplant you can imagine and squash, we've got just a great selection of those. Beautiful cut flowers right now. Um, the sunflowers, you know, you like to, everybody's going over to Dick's Park to get their pictures made in the sunflower fields, but then you can stop back by the market and grab a bouquet of sunflowers to take home with you. Um, beautiful bouquets down there. If you have a special occasion coming up, those folks can definitely Sticks you up with bouquets, just the colors you need. I was—I uh, just got a message from a listener. Asked, he says, "Ask Gerald what variety sunflowers the city plants out there." I guess it dicks. I don't know what the city plants. I mean, they plant a variety that gets five to six foot tall, and there's Lord, there's you know, it could be one of twenty-five or thirty mm-hmm. different varieties. We we on purpose planted this larger one. This year, one, I wanted to see how it would do in, in mass like that, and two, we knew it would be blooming later than what was going over at Dick, so that would by, kind of be a continuation. And the variety we planted is is known for producing seed because we wanted to make sure you know we were leaving them as part of our pollinator garden effort to, to help with wildlife and bird, birds in particular. You know, the farmers, uh, I, I don't know if that's a, a, a good crop for uh, land that needs to – 
sit idle for a while. But well, you I, know, th- there is a market for you know sunflower oil and harvesting yeah. the plants and all that. I'm not all that familiar with it, but I do know that that's that's something that does happen. Yeah, I love to see that. You see it once in a while in North Carolina. So continue, Miss Monica. Um. I think we covered a lot of what's in our farmers' bill. Of course, we have the fresh sauces and honeys down there as well. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to eat that honey here lately. I'm trying to get my voice back to where it needs to what be. What you need is some whiskey. Uh, maybe I need to add some of that to it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do believe the honey helps. Oh, yeah, we have definitely. Something like that going on. And um, yeah. the local honey is always great. And mm-hmm. um, we have a beekeeper, you know, that's here. I'm very knowledgeable. Um, I have some folks asking me questions the other day during Peach Day about honeybees, and uh, we have one of the best, I'd say, local experts here um, with down there with our Bee Blessed Honey that would be able to help anybody with any questions they may have if they're a beekeeper themselves or just want to know more about honey and um, the benefits. They will be glad to help you with that also. Uh, we do have um, some specialty like pastries and cakes and pies and breads and that sort of thing available um, out throughout the market as well. Kettle corn folks are, of course, still here. Our, oh, Gerald's now over here painting. My my uh, next question after kettle corn is the carrot cake lady there today. I have not seen her. Um, the carrot cake lady? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Have Just look for orange. You'll find her yeah. tent and how it's laid out. And she's got carrot cake in every which kind of way you is can she think in a craft of. area or where? She usually sets up if there's a space available throughout the farmer's building. She's usually in there, but sometimes she does go to the grass as well. Um, hmm. But she... Gerald she, highly recommends. Yeah, carrot she cake. has the best carrot cakes. And she does different... Um, Little small stuff, almost like a cupcake. and different sizes. Different sizes and make your eyes roll back in your head. That's a good thing. To cure cataracts? Maybe. <laughs> he does a wonderful Make a bulldog break a log and change. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, when you have the gourmet lemonade down near the plant area also. Larger than lemons. I've become a regular customer yeah, there. That's good stuff. And, of course, um, we have handmade baskets, the folks that make their own baskets there, and the hot sauce and the meats and cheeses all throughout and we do have up at the craft shed. You can find the folks that do the different spices. They're here out. They're out here today. Um, they have a schedule. You can usually follow them on Facebook to see which weekends they're going to be here. And uh, we have a special um, guy here today with some woodworking. And I've already mentioned the folks that do those really neat puzzles, which make wonderful gifts. Um, we have someone. I think they're going to be here actually tomorrow with part of our special event with a shrimps and grit sauce. I can't wait to try that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds very interesting, and um, specialty cupcakes that are going to be here, jewelry vendor, as well as some different types of seasonings and brownie mixes, hummus, and all kinds of good stuff will be here all throughout the weekend. Some of those vendors are here today, some are here tomorrow, so just need to come every day and check them all out. Every day, uh, Rufus and, and Gerald, every day. And they're open every day, That's but Christmas, is that it? Seven days a week. Yeah, I'm going to make a little lunch trip out there, and I'll go to my little favorite uh, sandwich shop and see what they got. I might Rufus's hideaway. I, I, I might do a, a Rufus dog. We'll see. Uh, they used to have a huge. Uh, they're, they're not. They're not shrimp. What do you call those things? That are like a prawns. Prawn <laughs> that would make a whole sandwich. Now that is going to be good stuff with a little little tartar sauce uh-huh. on it. 
Yeah. But I'll probably get a Rufus dog. There's plenty to eat out there. There's no doubt about it. Well, anything else, Monica? Well, be sure, of course, to check out our market shops um, and see what's most available in there. We have um, the fresh-squeezed oranges and lemonades in there, which is just an all-time favorite. And we have ice cream you can buy by the cone or cup any way you want it. The fresh sourdough breads that are being made down there at the market bakery and the cinnamon buns. We have jams and jellies, barbecue sauces. If you like to grill out, um, you can definitely find a, a unique barbecue sauce here to give it a try. The fresh seafood, all sorts of meats and cheeses available, dairy products, 321 coffee. Um, they've always, they have a lot of different iced coffees right now that they're doing. And of course, we have our herbal soaps and lotions um, through there and just so much more. Um, you know, you come into the market, you've got to make sure just to make plenty of time where you can walk around and see everything that's offered throughout the entire market. The Hunter Pork Center is another favorite stop um, if you're looking to grill out or just, you know, maybe you're looking to, they want to have a pig picking and do a whole pig and they actually offer those you can place your order for those whenever you need it and they'll have that ready for you to pick up you may need some fat back for the butter beans or the peas that you're going to cook that's right you can grab your fat pack or seasoning now we're talking fat pack (laughs) or seasoning um there for your and they actually have some frozen vegetables in there um that they feature year-round also which is um you know, I understand that's a favorite. A lot of folks like to grab those also, sometimes especially when the local fresh ones aren't available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. All right, Miss Monica. you. I hope you uh, get rid of your laryngitis, although it wasn't really detectable to me. I know. It, it just goes and comes every once in a while. And that's we'll all right. Pop back up. Uh, yeah. Just kind of dealing with it day to day. That's right. Well, you have a nice day. You guys come see us and be sure to stop at one of our restaurants, have a great meal, and go Mm -hmm. over to the Dick's Park and enjoy those sunflowers while they're in bloom. Yes, ma'am. We'll do it. All right. Monica, would you you like to hear what Oprah Winfrey had to say on the Cliff Joyner saying of the day? (laughs) If you don't know what your passion is, realize that one reason for your existence on Earth is to find it. There you go. Oprah Winfrey. All right. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, ma'am. You have a passion for the farmer's market and making people feel good. That's right. Mm. Well, you take care. We'll talk to you later. All right. You guys have a great day. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Monica Wood out of the State Farmer's Market here on the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmiston and Gerald Adams. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. We'll talk about uh, maters, and we'll talk about uh, your lawn grass. I'm sure a lot of people are just weeping into their cereal this morning over their fescue grass, and it's dried up, and now it's got a bunch of water and brown patch, brown patch, and what's going to happen? All right, more of the weekend gardeners straight ahead here on WPTF. Get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with 937 our time. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. 
I was supposed to ask you about a caller. I believe you said from Winston-Salem. I do remember that. No, they. I was riding to Winston-Salem. Oh, you were in Winston-Salem. Okay. Uh, last weekend. And caller had a, about fescue. Calling about fescue and calling <laughs> about brown patch. Uh, and I suspect in the last two weeks with all the rain we've had in the area and all this humidity, people are starting to see the brown patch go crazy in their fescue. Uh, as in many things that are disease-related, the best course of action is preventative to treat the yard every month, June, July, and August. And now that you can use a, one of the strobularian chemicals, originally Heritage was the chemical used for that because it lasts 28, 30 days, where your other fungicides only last 10. And it's pretty pricey, but it is now available in a, in a, a generic form, so the price has come down some. But the what came up with the caller last week, and I don't remember his name, I'm sorry, if you see the brown patch, spraying a fungicide on it now after you see it can slow down the spread of it. Uh, it's not going to – and sometimes if it's new far gone, the grass may recover in those spots. But if you don't do anything, it can continue on until it's just pure dead. So you can – any basic fungicide, even chlorthalonil – you can spray on if you had 10 or 20 or whatever spots in your yard. You can slow down the progression of the disease. But the, the strobularian fungicides in particular, our heritage, are better because they last three times as long. And you really only have to do a June, July, August application, and that usually will take care of you for the year. But there was some question from the guy, did he need to spray them now? Did he, was it too late because yeah. he was already seeing issues? And yes, by all means, the sooner the sooner you spray something on it, the more likely you can stop the progression of mm-hmm. the disease. Well, it's a it's a losing cause sometimes with with fescue, especially like me. I have lots of trees and shrubs. If you and got shade and you and you want <coughs> or need to have lawn, fescue is about your only option. And and yes, most of the blends now. There, there is some bluegrass mixed in with it, which is which can is a little less resistant to the brown patch. But unfortunately, most bluegrasses don't like our heat and humidity. Mm-hmm. So there are only a few varieties. But the reason for the blends is because they have found the varieties that are the least suspect to it. And if you've got four or five of those mixed together, then maybe only one of those blends is suspect to it. And well, it's only you know, 15 to 20 percent of the grass, and you, you may not notice it mm. uh, as much, and it may not be a big problem. But there's been all kinds of research done on that over the last 25, 30 years, and there's really some good varieties around now. But the truth of the matter, if you want to have fescue and you want it to look great 12 months out of the year, you almost need to have irrigation because it needs an inch of water a week during the summertime, and you need to treat it for brown patch before you have it. So you need to do a uh, first of June, first of July, first of August. I even got to where we started having warmer Mays. I kind of moved that back to about the 23rd or 4th or 25th of May for my first application. And every 30 days, and usually three of them will knock it out, and you won't have an issue. And it just, you know, I mean, it's there's some expense to it, but that's if you want to have a good-looking fescue loan, that's what it's going to take. If not, you're going to be reseeding it every year from, from now to doomsday. Yeah. Yeah, and if you have a warm season grass, if you're lucky enough to have all of that sun and uh, space, you need to, this is July, so I would expect that most of them, except for centipede, unless you haven't 
fertilized centipede at all would need an application of fertilizer now. Yes, and I tell you, it's still not too late if you've never aerated it to get in and aerate now. Uh, we, you'll, they were doing the athletic fields, all of the intramural fields this past week on, on campus because being able to loosen up that ground, particularly if you have a fescue azoysia and maybe you have a few areas where it's just not as thick as you would like, getting into core aerate and loosen up that soil will make it easier for those uh, roots to run through there and spread and thicken up. Uh, you stand for it, and, and you know the uh, that is uh, uh, it can never hurt. And this is the time of the year. I mean, we've got at least six, seven, eight more weeks of active growing season. Uh, so it, it, it's uh, it's a very good time to do that as well. I I know for folks who who can't grow a lot of grass may have certain areas they they can but in other areas they can't because of root competition from trees and so forth uh pine trees but pine straw dropping now i've got a i've got an area where there's pine straw that seems to drop constantly at least uh, a part of the year and you can't plant a ground cover like um what am i trying to think of uh that you have planted around those those uh, oak trees at the governor's mansion, um, real low growing, kind of a bright green. Oh, Lismachia, creeping Jenny, creeping Jenny. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can't plant creeping Jenny in an area where you've got constantly got pine straw covering it up. You can, but you're gonna. It's gonna require you. You're even gonna have to rake or blow it off. Because you know pine straw can grow, can drop quick enough to completely cover it, and then you you're in danger of choking it out. Was well, there something better it? to to well, plant that might that that might you might not have to what, rake and blow off? What you would need was something that would get taller. Part, part of the reason that the creeping and sun, the, so you need some for sun too. Part part of the reason creeping Jenny is such a good option as a ground cover. It, it roots very quickly, and it, yeah. it will spread, and it can take full sun, and it can take a lot of shade. It's just not as much of that chartreuse green. It's more of a green than a yellow green when it gets shade, but it can handle either one. And it's a very shallow root, so if it's run far as you want to, you can run a weed eater or edger and, and put a halt to it. Uh, that That's not that difficult. But it's also something that you can walk on, which is another great thing about Creeping Jenny. If you've got something like a pine straw issue, you've just got to put something that gets a little taller. Uh, if you don't want to have to worry about growing out. And even, uh, you know, we, uh, we've got an area where we've got some hellebores planted under some pine straw. Because, you no, know, you can't walk on them like you could some other ground covers. But they're tall enough that the pine straw is never going what if you're getting sun? The hellebores might not. Hellebores are not a good option for you if you're getting sun. I tell you something uh, that that I'm using a lot more on campus now, and that's creeping raspberry. Uh, creeping raspberry is a little different in that it's evergreen, has kind of a woody stem, and it the leaves turn kind of a reddish color uh, in the fall. But once again, it's a pretty low grower, so it it will not a good choice under a pine tree. And it would like to get some sun. It's not something that I would put in uh, heavy shade. 
Uh, it can take a lot of sun. It would be happy with a little bit of morning sun. Uh, but it's it grows pretty dense, and, it, and it's pretty pretty tough. Uh, we, we have issues because we have so much of the spicata liriope everywhere. Uh, and originally, the spicata liriope, which some people would you know call you know monkey grass or whatever it just runs everywhere and pops up and that's kind of the issue it runs places you don't want it to go but it's not so thick that weeds still don't pop up in it everywhere Mm. and so well you can't spray it with roundup because you don't want to kill the liriope but we spend it was supposed to be a maintenance free ground cover and it's anything but a, Mm. a maintenance free so we have been changing out some of the beds trying to I mean, you know, every everything's about time. Uh, when you can go by and spray here and there and be gone, that's not a lot of time. But if you've got to sit down and go to manually pulling up, takes a lot of time. Uh, in one little bed, that's not an issue. But if you got a giant bed or ten giant beds, now it's become you about a full time job just keeping the weeds out of it. So, uh, part of what we have been experimenting with the last few years is trying to find ground covers that are. Uh, just lower maintenance. Uh, and if you can keep weeds out of it or it's easy for you to spray and keep the weeds out of it, then that's a, that's a lot uh, a lot better deal for us and a lot better deal for any homeowner. I, I was well. gone. I, did I hear someone saying well, that? Be things about my uh, hellebore? No, no, no. We was we, mentioning it, it as it a was, possibility. Yeah. And <laughs> no, I'm a big hellebore fan. I was talking about an area – that I have that uh, gets afternoon, plenty of afternoon sun, and has constant dropping of pine needles. It's underpinned. Yeah. So, uh, creeping Jenny doesn't work well there. And let I mean, it would it would love the well, sun. Well, if you rake it, it, it it's sort yeah. of tender and you right. rake it off. You'd have to blow the pine straw. Yeah. Off so we were trying, and and he mentioned hellebores are a good thing to have but they don't like sun as much yeah. so we were talking about something that would like afternoon sun did you talk about mondo grass uh dwarf M- mondo grass is a possibility uh is that going to like the afternoon sun and the Mo- the mondo would depends a little bit on it 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 probably would rather have morning sun and afternoon shade in particular the dwarf uh, yeah. mondo in that category um, yeah, you, you, you can walk on it. It's sort of like correct. It's good, good yeah. walking on. The, yes. uh, and the you're door, right, Gerald. Mine gets morning yeah. sun and afternoon shade. A, a lot of people have been changing their small shady areas of lawn away from fescue into dwarf mondo. Right. The problem with dwarf mondo is it does not spread nearly as fast as people think it. Does. Yeah. They confuse it with some of like the spicata liriope that would just you know yeah. take off and run everywhere, uh, and it's uh, if you're talking about doing a large area, it's pretty expensive <laughs> to do. So we had a, a number of people when when I was working for Phil at Campbell Road that were gradually, you know, they'd get ten or fifteen flats of it at the time, right. and were slowly walking it across their yard because you it's a short you don't have to mow it, but yeah. if you wanted to mow it, it doesn't hurt yeah. it. And you can walk on it and do, but it, it's still happier dodging that hot afternoon yeah. uh, summer sun. It's that, a great that, thing to put if you lay down a flagstone path. Correct. Through some shade weaving yeah. all through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
creeping raspberry. What, cre- cre- what else? What else would work? Um, that might be tall enough. And what about and a juga? Love, uh, a juga, same thing. Is it, it's not going to like that hot afternoon sun. It, the morning sun in summer wouldn't. And it might not it. be tall enough either. Uh, and some of them, for the most part, is probably not going to be tall enough uh, as well. Of course, you can always come back, Mike, and plant you some dwarf azaleas in there that only get two and a half foot tall. Right. I mean, the azaleas like the acidic soil that's going to be more Do sacred. they like the, the afternoon sun? Uh, they can get by with the afternoon sun, but this is the azalea problem. All azaleas don't have a tap root. They are very shallow rooted. Yeah. You put them under a orange tree, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a water issue. Mm. So if you had it tied in to where it could get irrigated, wouldn't be an issue. If not, you're going to have to spend a lot of time watering them in the summer. No, you got to be able to survive in my yard. Well, then they're <laughs> not they're not they're not going to be happy. Yeah. There and that. We had and I'll have to go back and look at my notes. A few weeks ago, we went down to Plant Delights Nursery and mm-hmm. Tony Avent did a tour with our horticulturists through there. And in their uh juniper level botanical garden, which is just unreal that he's for the last, I don't know, 25 years, been building around his nursery, they prune nothing. Yeah. Everything they have planted in there is, is they use a dwarf something or a small something, and if it gets bigger where it needs pruning, they dig it up and move it somewhere else. <laughs> so they, that's a, they, that's a wonderful they don't prune anything. And I'm telling you, if you're looking, and they've got some stuff that, Oh, I don't, what is that? I mean, you truly don't know. Of course, they have everything with signs on it, so you can find out. But he he's it's a heavy shade area that he's got, and he's got all kinds of things growing in it that are just flourishing. Yeah. In, and it's a good place to get ideas. Uh, you know, he has now tied that in, and that is being, you know, donated to the university. The J.C. Ralston Arboretum, is they're, they're working a thing where that will take over and manage that in perpetuity. But it's got 30,000 plant species there. Mm. Uh, the, the largest uh, botanical garden, the most number of species of anywhere in North America, right here in little old, uh, you know, North Southern Wake County. Uh, out of that. Well, yeah. I wonder when uh, I, I've talked to some of the people at J.C. Ralston, and when they take over, I wonder if they'll have – more open days for the public to go because, as you say, that is the most fascinating place well, you can, I've ever been. You can go downtown anytime you want to and walk the gardens. Yeah. They only have certain days that they're open to the public to sell plants. Oh, because, I thought it was just walking the gardens. No, you can go down there and walk the gardens whenever you want to. They I like, think you can go this weekend. They, I think they, they have a plant sale this they, weekend. They like for you to call ahead and or, or just sign in so they know that you're there. Yeah. On the property, but you can go down through there anytime they'd love for you. I mean, they he has built this to educate people. One, yeah. to trial plants because he's growing all kind of stuff that people told you wouldn't live here that will live here. So yeah. he's there all the time trialing different things. Uh, but you can go down there and just get some fabulous ideas about plant material that will work and thrive right here in central North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and that one, the first garden we went into was nothing but shade. It went from shade to heavy shade to heavy, heavy shade to a peak of sun uh, here and there and just all kinds of stuff yeah. in there and stuff that's uh, – the garden is not low maintenance for them because just any garden will have weeds and all, and they're trying right. to keep it neat and clean. So sure. they've, they've got a crew of uh, probably 10 people 
that manage the gardens and keep the walkways and all that clean. But none of the plant material they plant there do they prune. None. None. Oh, ever. Amazing. Ever. Whatsoever. And growing what do through. What they do about a tall flock? If it's too tall, they move it somewhere else. Yeah. They move it to a place where that height works at. So if yeah. they plant something, you know, he says the worst thing in the world is looking at a plant tag because most of them are incorrect. You know, every, every person listening now has went and bought something that was supposed to get three foot tall that ended up getting five and a half or six foot tall. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, sometimes they put stuff there, and it get, if it's too big for the spot, they dig it up and put it somewhere else. But more, it's more great the, for people to it see. It sure is. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up is 954.